Well, hello there, and welcome to the show. My name is Mike Thompson, the owner of Freedom Within, LLC, and you are listening to Talking with Tigglesworth. If you want to email us, info at freedomwithintherapy.com, Twitter at vet underscore therapist, and Freedom Within LLC on Facebook. We hope you enjoy the show. So, as we start every week, how are you today? What have you done this week to take care of yourself? I didn't get to go fishing this week. No fishing for me. <laughs> we had two hurricanes coming down at us. Luckily, one kind of dissipated and went away. The other one was really big, and we were blessed that it um, it didn't come our way. We felt some of the wind and some of the rain, um, but we were spared from the the major part of the hurricane. And so we want to give our thoughts and our prayers out to the people in in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and, and in Texas, on the border of Texas and Louisiana, and all up north, northwest Louisiana, because that hurricane went um, from a Cat 5 coming in, it went all the way up the entire western side of Louisiana, up to north Louisiana, around Alexandria and Shreveport, and it just did some damage. And so we are blessed that we were able to um, be okay with that, but that means someone else was not as blessed. And that is the, that's always the trouble with a hurricane is that anytime that we miss it, somebody else gets it. And whenever they miss it, we get it. So we're still in the middle of hurricane season right now. For those of you who are not around in Louisiana, hurricane season typically starts um, June 1st and it usually ends around November. So it's a, it's a fun period. We don't really experience them in Louisiana until usually August. Uh, sometimes we'll get them a little sooner, but the big ones usually come between August and, and November for us. Um, thank goodness this one didn't hit us directly. But again, thoughts and prayers to everyone over in, in uh, Lake Charles, Louisiana, and Alexandria, Louisiana, and Cameron, Louisiana, especially. Cameron got hit pretty hard. And uh, so, if y'all out there listening, um, we're here with you. And if there's anything we can do, reach out to Freedom Within, um, and we can see what we can do. So, what have you done today? What have you done this week for your self-care, right? I didn't get to go fishing, as I said, because we had that storm. So, I made a decision that um, it was time to get my my ass in gear, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose some more weight. Um, you know, when I was in the military, I used to be pretty, pretty good size, pretty fit. And um, since I've gotten out, I've gotten gained some weight, and I'm getting back into it. So what what kind of hit me this this past week was um, I was playing baseball with my son in the backyard, and we went out. He hit the ball, and it was just he and I. He hit the ball. He starts running to first, and I'm chasing him, and. I was out of breath. And not only was I out of breath, but my legs, they used to be the, the strongest part of my body. My legs gave up and said, you know what? Your big ass is about to fall down. And I fell down and I rolled in the grass and my son's laughing his ass off at me. And I said, there ain't no damn way that I'm going to have a 10-year-old laughing at me. So I'm doing something about it. Therefore... I went out and got me a little exercise bike. 
I got an elliptical coming on the uh, on Tuesday, and I'm gonna get back in shape. So that's what I'm gonna do for self care. Besides fishing, I'm gonna start working out, and I did this morning. I got up, I went out there on the exercise bike. I did it. I did about 6.5 miles. Um, took me about 16 minutes or so to do that, and I'm gonna start slow. Because I'm not going to hurt myself. I'm not going to be the guy that goes and just starts pounding them out and then can't stand up for two weeks because I know I'm out of shape and I know I need to get back in shape. And uh, I'm motivated to do that. So that was me. What about you? As you heard in the intro, we had a new intro. I worked hard on get that intro done today. And um, as you heard, I give the email address out, the Twitter handle, and the Facebook. So if you want to email me, Info at freedomwithintherapy.com And you can email us at um, And tell us What are you doing for self-care um, Drinking whiskey is a good self-care But it's probably not the, the, the most healthy for So um, What are you doing for self-care Lots and lots of comments We hit our 200th download last night Which is pretty great So today is a Saturday If you don't, if you don't know I'm going to post this later on today Saturday the 29th here and um, this was a great uh, week other than the hurricane. We have made some great progress, uh, especially with the podcast. I've gotten emails. I've gotten messages. I've gotten all kinds of things going out. So one of the things that, that came up was people, people email me about obligation ship. Remember last week we talked about if you're in an obligation ship with someone and uh, what that means is that you don't want to end the relationship for whatever reason it is just because um, you feel bad for them or there's some other reasons that that you feel obligated to that person uh, and even though you're not getting anything out of the relationship. So obligation ship, I've heard it a few times in, in messages to me um, and, and people people that came into my office and that heard the podcast they they brought up the word obligation ship which which uh, maybe it's catching on maybe it's not i don't know but so i got some emails for that and i got emails from some people and they wanted to use their aliases so um one person emailed me and his alias is rattlesnake and he was replying to um some of the va things that we talked about where the medical charts and the uh, the cleanliness issues that we that we that we witnessed at the VA through that article um, that was written um, in Forbes, and it was about a guy named Ben. and And I've actually reached out to Ben this week. He um, he was posting some stuff on on Facebook and in other areas, and he was talking about that was him in the article. So I may have him on as a guest um, in the near future. Uh, he said he might be open to that. So. Um, that might be something to look out for. But yeah, so Rattlesnake emailed me and he says that there's a Twitter account at the name of, it's at Betrayal by the VA. B-E-T-R-A-Y-A-L-B-Y-T-H-E-V-A. At Betrayal by the VA. And if you had anything that goes on that you want to let people know about, that's a good Twitter address to use. And um, you can share your experiences without um, without any concern because you can be anonymous as well, and they will take that and and um, and they'll make it anonymous. So other things to talk about today: the marriage is a big thing that I wanted to talk about. 
Why do we get married? Um, why do we get divorced? And that's where I wanted to go today. I've had a lot of divorce cases over the last six months and wanting to know what makes you get married. What made me get married is I met my wife and uh, I fell in love with her. So, And we got married pretty quick, but I was in the military and... Um, when you know, you know, and so this this upcoming week we're gonna be we're gonna be celebrating 18 years, which is which is good. It's a lifetime, but it's good. And um, I couldn't have found a better person to be with. Uh, so if you're married, what age did you get married by? I got I got married at um, 22, and um, you know by by the standards in in, in 03 when when we was doing this, um, it was um, I think that was the average. Um, around the average I mean now um, so 25 years 25 years old was about the average in 2003 for males and females and um, in 2018 that average is different so the the average age in 2003 uh, 2013 and this is from the um, the uh, the statistics um, you know we keep statistics here in the, in the country so um, 27.1 and 25.3 uh, was the average age in 2003 for males and females. So females are 25, males are 27. And, it, and it's gone up now. So in 2018, the average age for males is 29 and females is 27. Uh, this is from the Census Bureau. And so people are waiting longer to get married, right? People are waiting longer to get married and... Um, you would think that people would be more ready and that they would they would stay together longer but that's not that's not always the case um divorces since 1980 have have decreased according to the census bureau however marriages have also decreased so um and we know the divorce rate in the country uh, right now is 42 to 45 percent are going to end their their first marriage and so there's a lot of things that go into that of why we're ending marriages and check this out a second marriage if you get married twice there's a 60 percent chance that you're gonna you're gonna divorce in that marriage and it just grows from there so if you get married at uh if you get married for a third time you know third time's a charm there's a 73 percent chance that you're going to terminate your marriage um and these are all from the 2018 Census Bureau. So they've done a lot of research in there. And um, so another way to look at this is 22% of women have been divorced at least once. 21% of men have been divorced at least once. And 11% of women are divorced at the present time. And 9% of men are divorced at the present time. So what does all that mean, right? We get married, we get divorced, we have, um, we have kids, and we have responsibilities, and uh, now we got to split a lot up, and that's that's been the hard part with some people. Um, I'm working with a number of folks right now who are who are going through divorce, and not only the emotional, um, the emotional turmoil that they're facing with with just just losing the person that they've been with for years, and some of these marriages are 17, 18 year marriages, and others are you know 10 years, and some are seven, but spending any amount of time with someone like that um, having kids with them getting used to their family and them getting used to you 
it's going to cause some um, some heartache. And people are worried about how is it going to impact the kids, right? What's going to happen with the children? How are they going to um, fare with this? What's the best way? Um, there's some couples out there that are choosing this, this thing called nesting, right? Where nesting is where the parents um, both share um, another place to live separately. So, for example, the kids will stay in the main home and the parents will choose to go one week at a time to a, um, an apartment or another house or something like that. And that, that is what's referred to as nesting. And so the way it looks is that one parent is in the home with the kids, the other parent is in the apartment or the house, and then the next week or however, whenever they divide it up, they, they rotate. So they're not living together, but someone is always living with the kids in the main house. Um, and then that may work for some people. And if that works, then that, that's a great thing. Other people need to sell the house because they need to be able to, to get out on their own. And if they can't um, sell the current home that they're in, they may not be able to afford to separate. So um, not everyone has the options. But what what's the best way for you? And personally, I think that, and from working with um, people on divorce, Nesty sounds like a great idea. I, I just I just don't know if it's going to um I don't know. It, it because you're still sharing a space with, with the person that you're divorcing and there's still gonna be interactions there. Um, even if you try your best not to not to be in the same place as them, um, or, or be at the house at the same time, you're still sharing the same furniture, you're still sharing the same um, room, basically, because you're probably not getting too big of a, of a place you're probably getting a one or two bedroom so you're still sharing the kitchen you're still having responsibilities with that other person and so that may create um, trouble that may create um, opportunities that the interaction will not be positive and there's a reason you're getting divorced in the first place um, I hope to never get divorced I, I try my hardest to to work at the marriage and to work to do the things that, that she wants me to do and, and she does the things that I want her to do. But I couldn't do the nesting thing, honestly. I would I would be sure that um, we would get a, our separate places um, if I could. I mean, I get it. Sometimes you can't do that because of finances. Sometimes um, you can't do that because of other reasons. But for me, if I had, if all things were perfect in the world and, um, and, and I had to get divorced, I would I would not do nesting, but um, I, I really hope it works out for for people that do, um, and others that are doing the one person's living with a family or friend, or the other person uh, they're living with um, whoever. Um, that separation allows you to um, it allows you to, to to try to find yourself and who you are now because you change, right? When you marry the person. You, you're one person and then when you um, stay with them and you be with them and you, you, you're doing everything you can do um, you I'm being interrupted right now <laughs> you um, you you try your best to um, to do what you gotta do right so and it just doesn't work out then 
you you decide okay um I need to figure out who am I am, who I am now, and, and what am I going to do now. And for many people, that means working out, right? I know a lot of people have said, "Hey, I'm I'm going to get um, divorced and I'm going to start working out again." Uh, you know, people want to show their best side, so people are going to work out, both men and women. Um, uh, the others are going to become better parents. Other, others are going to become sometimes be, become worse. But um, for the most part, I've been hearing positive things with people that's been getting separated. Uh, they said that separation to them, um, although it's not what they ideal and it's not what they, they visualize for their life, it's helped them to be more focused as a parent because they don't have the anxiety of the other person in their life. They don't have the the feelings of anger all the time. They're not... Um, and these are just personal accounts, and this is a mixture of people. So I'm not I'm not talking about any one person. I mean, I, I have several cases going back years that I'm kind of referencing right now, um, where people have told me their experiences with getting divorced and 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 having the kids live separately and having the kids live fifty fifty custody. Um, so. There is no there is no template for this. This is there. It's it's whatever you you want it to be as the couple, and hopefully you can be amicable, and and make sure that that um that the kids are at the best interest. Um, if you don't have any kids and you separate, you don't have to see each other anymore. But if you're having kids, and that's kind of what this discussion is going to be about. If you're having kids, um, and and many people they their concern is the kids and saying hey how are the kids going to fare with this and i've and i've spoken to several people over the over the last several months about the kids and and so i dug up some statistics about this and again going back to the cdc right and the cdc says uh i'm sorry not the cdc the census the census bureau not the cdc the census bureau is saying 16 percent of minors are currently living in a blended family um, where they're residing with a step-sibling, a half-sibling, or a step-parent. Um, the statistics are also saying children usually recover from the negative emotional effects of divorce after about 24 months. Um, it takes longer for some, depending on if there's trauma involved and if there's um, abuse involved or if the parents can be supportive, it, it can be a lot less. I mean, if, if both parents sit down with the kids and say hey look this is why we're getting divorced you don't have to give all the reasons but saying mom and dad can't get along mom and dad decide that we're better off separated and we're going to keep you at the front of the um of the of the reasons that we that we get along and those kids will fare better than than if we have some if we have some um conflict going on in our lives um over 80% of divorce cases, the mother's becoming the parent the children primarily reside with. And that was as, as of 2018. Now, there's been a big push uh, for 50-50 custody in, in, in the country today. And um, personally, I think that if you can do 50-50, that's the idea for the kid. Because there's some great parents out there. There's some great fathers. There's some great mothers. Um, and just just to send the kids to the mom because that's the way we've always done it. Um, to me, I, I don't I don't agree with that. I think that dads are just as capable of, as moms to raise kids, and um, we shouldn't punish one parent or another with 
lack of time with their kids because at the end of the day you're punishing the kids you're not punishing a parent and I don't care what the reason for divorce is I don't care if if dad was doing doing things he shouldn't have done if mom was doing things she shouldn't have done the reason for the divorce unless there is clear abuse of the children I don't think the reason for divorce should matter for custody reasons and yeah neglect abuse physical mental sexual um, emotional yes take abuse into account but if abuse is not there if dad went off and, and, and did something that he shouldn't have or if mom went off and did something that she shouldn't have that ha- that should have no impact on the kids as far as custody and sometimes the court's they don't get it right. Sometimes the courts have a bias, and depending on who the judge is, and the judge will say, you know, it's gonna, they're going to go with mom. Or Very rarely do I see fathers getting primary custody of the kids. Uh, I've had a few cases back when I was practicing in a different state that the dad got primary custody Um but that was because the mom had a lot of things going on and um, the mom just wasn't in a place to take care of the kids. But the dad still had to prove it and go to court and and fight it and fight it and fight it. And all the mom had to do was go back to court and say, you know what, I'm ready to try now. And the judge gave them uh, gave her temporary custody and it, it was a it was a bad case. And so the 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 people sometimes making these decisions um, the judges in these cases making these decisions they need to take into account the kids and what the kids are going to go through um, by not seeing one parent or the other just because the reason for divorce so email me at info at freedomwithintherapy.com or vet underscore therapist at the twitter or the facebook page freedom within LLC if you are in a divorce if you have been divorced if you are considering divorce and you have questions about the kids and and what's going to happen now i can't give you legal answers i mean i'm not a lawyer i'm just a therapist but just want to know how many people out there are dealing with this right now um when i go into marriage counseling and and i and i work with couples my goal and i tell them my goal is not to save your marriage my goal is not to help you get divorced my goal is to to figure out with you what are your goals and sometimes people um sometimes sometimes we need a reason to do something we do right and some couples come to therapy and they kind of want permission one person or the other wants permission to do something whether that is to say I'm done whether that is to say let's get a separation whether that is to um, give one final chance at this marriage the problem with many marriage therapy sessions is and from my experience I'd say 8 maybe 7 out of 10 8 out of 10 they come too late right Therapy is not always about when things are going bad. 
it's about when we're noticing those little hitches in our in our marriage that we just can't get along with some things and so or we can't communicate effectively and so we we don't need to wait to the so the trauma has happened or we don't need to wait till you know what I'm tired I just want to I just want to get divorced or just this is the last shot you don't have to wait for that you can you can go to therapy before it gets to that point and and even after you do marriage counseling if you decide to stay together we do things that's called tune-ups where we would bring you back every every six months or a year just to kind of tune things up and see how things are going and and um and, and and make make sure that um that that all the gears are oiled up in, in the relationship per se. Um, but the problem is is that when people go to marriage counseling and, and they already have it in their mind or they have an idea of what they wanna do, sometimes they think they're looking for permission to do that. And they're looking for the therapist to tell them, you know what, if you're not happy it's okay to leave, or if you're not satisfied it's okay to, to leave, or if you're not uh, this or that it's okay to um, say what you want and while I agree to that because my our idea is that we want people to do what they want to do um, to make themselves happy you also want to think about what are the, what are your what are your um, responsibilities to your kids if you have kids um and I'm not saying stay together, keep the marriage going for the kids, because if you have conflict in the marriage, um, kids will do better um, in, in a single household um, where there's no conflict as opposed to being in a married household where there's lots of conflict. So I'm not saying stay together for the kids. That's never, that's never the advice that I would, I would um, give someone or it's never the encouragement that I would give someone. But what I would say is that, are you leaving the relationship because you don't see any way for change? Are you leaving the relationship because you are you don't want to make a change and it's easier to leave the relationship than it is to make a change? Because I see that a lot. Whereas we have a plan, we know what we need to do to make the relationship work, but sometimes one person or the other person is not willing to do that. And the, the easier route for them, even though emotionally it will be hard, the easier route for them is to leave because then they can continue the patterns that they, that they have. Um, and that is why you see that the second uh, marriage for couples is going to be uh, 60% divorce rate and that's why you see the third marriage is a 73% divorce rate in the country because sometimes we're not learning the lessons we need to learn sometimes we're just running away from them and thinking that because we're with someone new that we're going to keep these patterns um, that we're going to change these patterns and it's not it's just like saying my life sucks and um it's all because of the place I live. And so I'm going to move to a different state or a different country in order to make my life better. And while you may get a, you may get a little bump in your moods from being somewhere new, you may get a little bump in your moods for uh, having a new experience, maybe seeing different sights on a daily basis. The underlying patterns of what, what, what got you to be to that, to that unhappiness point are still there until you address those. 
And so that's that's what I want you to consider um, when you're thinking about relationships and getting in relationships and getting out of relationships. Um, are you making the changes within yourself because you can only control yourself? Are you making the changes within yourself to ensure that you're going to stop the patterns of whatever's happening? There's very few divorces or ending of relationships that is just one person. And this is from my clinical experience. Maybe one out of 10, you can say, hey, I've tried everything and this person is just out there doing me dirty and they don't want to be married no more. And so in that case, you're like, okay, it's their, it's their fault. It's, you can't, there's nothing you can do to fix it. Most marriages, though, it is two people who are creating the, the environment in which the relationship will or will not work. And although we can point to big instances, such as someone stepping outside the marriage or someone, um, you know, getting other friends and, and creating that, that triangle of sorts where they're, they're talking to the other friends about their problems and not talking to their partner. Um, but there's issues with both people that need to be addressed in order to, in order to be sure that, that they are, um, going to be, you know, that the relationship's going to work out. So, if you, like I said, if you, if you're experiencing this, email us and, um, let us know. And if you are in Louisiana, um, or in Washington and you want to get some help with your relationship, uh, email me at info at freedomwithintherapy.com and we can talk about that. We can talk about everything that's, that's bothering you in session. So, um, I really am happy that I can do this show again today and, um, get it out there to y'all. And I know today was a little different. We didn't get jump into veterans' issues. Uh, we got into more general issues because veterans get divorced at a at a high rate, just like civilians. Um, matter of fact, military divorce rate, I believe, is over sixty percent. Um, so we we all have we all have things that we can change within our relationships um, to make make sure that they are successful. And therapy is one tool to use for that because you will be able to work through the issues uh, with a third party and to have someone to help you reframe what you need to say or what you're trying to say. And, that, and that's a large part of, of therapy is when people come to us and they say, well, we can't communicate. What they're really telling me um, for the most part is that they're not understanding what I'm saying, and I'm not understanding what they're saying. Yes, we understand the words, but we're not we're not understanding the meaning behind the words. And so, when you come to me and we look at we look at therapy, um, we're going to look at patterns. And when we look at patterns, we're going to look at how you say what you say because words mean things. Words have big meanings. So when someone says, um, you don't listen to me, uh, what they're telling you is that um, they're not sure if you understand what they're saying to you. And and you don't reflect back to them that you do understand. So it just reinforces the idea that 
you're not listening to them, you're not paying attention to them, or whatever the case may be. So, um, I want to hear about your relationships. I want to hear about your 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 good things and your not so good things. Um, like I said, I've been fortunate enough to be in the same marriage um, for almost 18 years now, and I am blessed for that. And I know many people who have made marriages work. Um, my grandparents were married over 50 years before they both passed on. Um, and and but I mean I come from a divorced family so um, my mom and dad divorced when I was young and I learned from that I learned from their interactions what I wanted and what I didn't want and and how to how a divorced family can work and so that it, it was it was tough probably in the beginning for me I, mean, I don't remember everything it was tough in the beginning but I think my mom and dad found a way to 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 communicate eventually and um, even though it was limited to communications um, they found a way to co-parent that worked for them and we we got to spend time with both of our parents um, I mean I was one of those kids that mom had full custody dad had weekend visits um, every other weekend so um, I didn't get to spend as much time with my dad as, as I as I would have liked as a kid but that's the way it was going back then. So what you can do today is you can advocate while you get divorced for 50-50 or for a custody agreement that works for the both of you where you both get to see your kids more often than not. Because at the end of the day, that's what's going to matter. It's going to matter that you are seeing your kids and your spouse or your ex-spouse or soon-to-be ex-spouse is seeing the kids and developing a relationship because you can be a great father, you can be a great mother, and you can be a horrible wife or a horrible husband, right? You don't need to be a good husband or a good wife to be a good father or mother. Um, and, and, and if the person that you married and had kids with, if they're not the ones that you're going to stay with for the rest of your life, then you need to learn how to be a good parent because those kids are going to be yours for the rest of your life. And those kids are going to look up to you and they need your help. So this was a little bit of a longer one today. Uh, we're going to go about 35 minutes probably, but it was it's a, it's a passionate topic of mine, right? Veterans are a passionate topic of mine, but marriage and marriage counseling and divorce and kids, that's, that's, that's passion. And that's kind of why I got into being a marriage and family therapist. So I, I saw the, the destruction of the marriage in the military family. And I saw the destruction of the family when I was deployed. And I would see families have one parent or, or maybe sometimes no parents. And that's what, that's what got me interested in saying, you know what, I want to be a marriage and family therapist. I want to help to bring families back together. I want to help families get to the point to where they're going to be successful and and success doesn't always equal a long relationship but success success equals healthy relationships and healthy relationships can foster um with or without being married it can foster um in your relationships with the kids it can foster in your relationships with your your parents your loved ones um so that's that's what today was about. I really appreciate you listening to me. If you have any questions, email me at info at freedomwithintherapy.com, Twitter at vet underscore therapist, and um, share this 
if everyone that listens gets one or two people to listen, these numbers will grow and grow and grow. Like I said, we just hit 200 downloads. Um, and although that doesn't sound like very much in comparison to what podcasts do and radio does, does um, it's a start. And it's a good start, you know. So thank you. I'll talk to y'all soon. I might make another one this week. I don't know. But um, y'all take care of yourselves and uh, message me. Y'all have a good day. I'll talk to y'all soon. Go get some self-care. Go do your version of fishing or working out, whatever you got to do. And um, you have a good day now.